The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, do you ever feel like an idiot? Have you judged others that way? What a way to describe a human being, huh? And yet, how many times have we described ourselves or others as idiots? Mm, pretty often. <laughs> when you've made an obvious mistake, do you feel like an idiot? Yeah. When others can't understand something or are slow or confused, do you judge them as idiots? Of course. How are we going to fess up to our foolishness if we condemn ourselves? And how can some of us also face becoming impaired by illness, age, or anxiety if we judge cognitive loss as shameful? Let's stop denying our mistakes and impairments. Let's stop blaming others and covering up. Who, we are us? All idiot. We are all idiots sometimes. <laughs> some of us are declining as well. Stay tuned to Inside Out to face the reality of our own mental limitations. Let's stop beating ourselves up and learn how to get more support so we can make fewer mistakes and forgive ourselves when we make them. Don't be an idiot. Call in and talk about the way you feel like one and let Beth help. Then join our post-show forum via phone or internet. And you can see the link on the right side of the host page for Inside Out for that. And now here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hello. Welcome to Inside Out. Well, I think some of you are looking forward to this show and some of you are dreading the show, but I hope that you're listening one way or the other, <laughs> enthusiastically or with dread, because this is a really, really important topic. I grew up in an environment where intelligence, smarts were really, really, really important. I mean, I would say that if we had a God in our house, it was being intelligent, uh, my, I grew up in a Jewish family, and those of you who have been listening to the show know that, but that's a big, big value in Jewish families. We didn't have money, but we were smart, or we were trying to be smart, or we wanted to look smart, or at least the children were smart. The children, that was my brother <laughs> and me. We, we were the smart. And, you know, my parents were in heaven because they happened to get two extremely smart children. My brother was very smart in math and uh, science, and I was very smart in terms of comprehension and communication and all of that. I was pretty dumb in math and science, and I had no memory whatsoever. And uh, I'm not going to take my brother's inventory and talk about how where he might have been weak, but it was okay. We had these areas we were smart, and then on top of that, I was a classical musician. I mean, you know, what Jewish mother would not have been proud? <laughs> and so I, I had that as a value, very big. And um, I, knew, I felt like I was loved for that and admired for it. And I actually believed that being smart was probably the most important thing that there was, mostly because that's all I had. So I have also mentioned to you guys in the past that I've been chronically Ill since I'm 15, but I was actually sick before that. 
So if I weren't smart, I wasn't anything. And then on top of that, I had kinky hair. Now, if you have looked at our Inside Out picture or promo, you know that I had bad hair. Well, in those (laughs) days, it was considered bad hair. And I had the Jewish nose. I mean, so what did I have, really? We had no money. I was not athletic. That wasn't even, that would have been a joke. I mean, I was really housebound. And I I, I had a Jewish nose. I, I had to be smart. I had to have something. It was also a way of getting a scholarship and getting ahead and all of that stuff, getting out of poverty, which we were in, and my brother the same. So there was a lot of emphasis on that. And I'm only telling you this because I want to share with you that I grew up with a huge bias. I mean, a huge prejudice that smart was good, dumb was bad. And I would look at people sometimes and think, oh, that person is so dumb. Now, what I have learned in the many years since then is that I can be, at times, the dumbest person in the room. It's, it's smart and dumb are not mutually exclusive. You know, you can have all kinds of intelligence and do the dumbest things. And from a practical perspective, I was dumb. I'm not even talking about the fact that I had no memory. Uh, I was a history student who couldn't remember the year anything happened. In fact, most of the time I couldn't remember the century that anything happened. And I am not kidding. But that, in my mind, did not make me dumb. But when I look at some of the things that I have done in my life, I am so dumb. It's unbelievable. Because I'm not willing to face reality or I'm not thinking practically or any of those things. So I've acknowledged that. But in addition to that, there's this, this other element about just that how wonderful it is. And, you know, having intelligence can be a great thing. And I mean it in the same way that I would say that having a strong body can be a great thing. I can't bend down and pick up my shoes. You know what I'm saying? I can't make dinner or go shopping. I look at people who have strong bodies and I see them doing these things without even thinking. And I can appreciate how fabulous it is that they have the capacity to do these things without giving it a thought. And see, I used to be like, used to be, want to hear that? Used to be like that in the intelligence department. I processed information very quickly. And it was very helpful because I could think quickly and deeply and connect the dots, I was able to be very helpful. Now, as it happens, I am having experiences of cognitive decline myself, but only in respect to the fact that I remember even less than I remembered before. And um, that, and this has to do with fatigue. I have chronic fatigue, and some of us who have chronic fatigue suffer from what they call brain fog. And if I have enough fatigue, it's like, duh, duh. My favorite experience was when I couldn't remember how to turn the toaster oven on. And I was not old when this happened. (laughs) (laughs) This was over 20 years ago, guys. Over 20 years ago. I wasn't that old. Uh, I just couldn't remember how to turn on the toaster oven. And um, that's when I started, that's when I had uh, chronic fatigue. And I finally figured it out. I was so proud of myself. I put the potato in the toaster oven 
came back 45 minutes later and discovered that actually I had never turned it on. I only thought I had figured it out. That was the first time I ever experienced (laughs) (laughs) real, real, uh, you know, cognitive, uh, uh, you know, just lack of it, lack of ability to think straight. And um, I have to say that it was a humbling experience. And I love the fact that I've had this experience and that I've had Let's say more as I have aged, as I have more fatigue. I have more of those kinds of experiences. Now, if you want to call inside out or you want to come to me as a client, you don't have to worry. You can't pull the wool over my eyes because in that respect, I have not lost it. (laughs) I have great insight. I've got great intuition and all of that. But other kinds of things is like, did we do that this afternoon or not? I'm beginning to lose that. So what does that mean? I, that means that I have to be humble and be aware of places where I'm weak, but it also means that I have come to realize how much I have been biased in the respect of thinking that being smart was important and trying to show off and all of that stuff and realizing how ridiculous all that was, that I was just blessed with a particular kind of mind. Just like other people are blessed blessed with wonderful, warm personalities or great bodies, whatever it is, that these are blessings that we have, that we are responsible to use them well for the highest good of all. And I really believe that, just like I use my intuitive gifts and my counseling abilities and my ability to write books and all that, to do something of value. At least I'm trying. You may not think it's valuable, but I'm doing my best to do something of value to our, for our planet. It's not there to make me feel smart. It's not there to make me feel good about myself. It's not there to win me admiration. It is a tool, just like... If you have a strong back and you're in my house, believe me, I'm going to have 10 things that I'm going to ask you to do before you walk out the door. <laughs> Anybody who walks into my house is going to end up doing things for me because I can't do it. See, they're using their gift, their strength to support me, to support the whole. Isn't it wonderful to celebrate what we have and to offer it to others, but not to put other people down for not having it? I would be appalled if somebody put me down for not being physically strong. So why should I have the right to look down on someone for being slow or not thinking clearly or being forgetful? And my God, you know, the years pass. People have, we have a friend whose brother has Alzheimer's and he's in his 50s. So, hey, a lot of us aren't as smart as we used to be. Even if you've gone from 20 to 30, I mean, I'm a guy, I had a genius IQ. And now I'm taking these, doing these little puzzles and quizzes and stuff like that. And I'm happy if I come in at the bottom third. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's wonderful? And I'm telling you this honestly, because you know me, guys. I, if I'm nothing, I am honest. I am not dying of shame. I'm not going into the sewer. Uh, When I do these little, I've never been good at little games anyway. You know, that wasn't where my gift was. But, uh, you know, and never try to explain anything to me and ask me to try to follow you. Like, how do you fix plumbing or something? I've always been really an idiot about those kinds of things. But even in arenas where I used to be like, oh, whiz, oh, whiz, I am watching myself in the bottom and 
I'm okay. That's what I want to share with you guys. I want to share with you that it's okay. And if we can say that it's okay and see that it's okay and feel that it's okay, we make everybody around us feel so much more relaxed. Because I can say to people, well, you know, uh, I'm not good at remembering things. I've never been good at remembering things. Or, boy, I need some support with this. Let's think about this. Could you help me with my taxes this year? My brain fogs over now when I try to look at numbers. That I used to be a really good, you never, you know, because I was Lillian Ingber's daughter and she was a bookkeeper, right? And, um, you know, I'm not as good in some of those things as I was before. But my soul keeps evolving. My heart, my capacity to help people has not gone down. It's gone up. Because I'm not so proud. I'm not so ego-based. I've learned so much. I've gained some wisdom along the road. And I'm happy for that. And part of wisdom is recognizing our weaknesses and talking about them openly. Getting over the shame. So many people are impaired, but they won't admit it because they're embarrassed. Then they don't get the help they need. And that really is dumb. If you're the kind of guy who can't remember to close and lock the door at night, ask someone to remind you. Put on an alarm on your, on your cell phone. Do something because if you forget to lock the door at night, it's not the forgetting that makes you an idiot. It's the not asking for help and getting robbed that makes you the idiot. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'd like to ask people to share how they are feeling about this topic, how they have felt about, quote, intelligence. And I know that a lot of people have been very school smart, but very, very dumb in the real world. That's another reality that people have had. And I've known that there are people who are smart, but who can't function under pressure, and there are people who are smart, who've lost uh, capacities, and there are people who never were smart and had to feel the pain of being called a dummy. And I want to see if we can't do something about that. We already have a caller, and it's Irene from San Diego. Irene, well, welcome. Yes. It's good for me to follow you because I, I grew up thinking I was smart. Um, <laughs> actually, thinking I was smarter than I really was. But it's so <laughs> interesting how that belief sustained me. But what it sustained really was my belief that my smartness gave me an edge over other people mm-hmm. and uh, covered up my inadequacies in really being able to connect to people and relate in other ways. Um, and what I'm experiencing is, you know, that I'm, I'm uh, 77 now, and, of course, I've lost whatever fantasy I had about <laughs> what you said in the beginning, being able to process information more quickly than other people. Um, and... Uh, but I haven't, I know that I haven't 
um, let go of, mm. uh, of, of a couple of things that are showing up for me now. One of, one of the things that's showing up for me is that I don't manage money very well. Mm. And I always thought I could, but I really could because I used to have a cushion. I don't have a cushion now. Mm. But I really don't manage money very well. And that's a new thing for me to deal with. The other thing that I don't do well is learn and, and, uh, and um, retain um, computer, uh, how, to, how to function in this computer world where there's oh, so yeah. many programs and things like that. Yes. Uh, and so I feel my um, inadequacies and, and, and also I did a really dumb thing the other day that really I'm feeling so in pain about. Mm. So maybe you could help me. And, and okay, was- let's, let's try. We only have a, a short time before the commercial break, so tell me what it is. Okay. I, I was in a hurry, and I made an illegal right-hand turn and got stopped by the cops mm-hmm. and got a ticket. And the ticket's very expensive. And um, it was a stupid thing to do. And a careless thing to do. But uh, I think the pain I'm feeling is people are helping me to take care of my expenses and then I'm floundering. Squandering. Not floundering, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. I can really identify with I can totally understand the pain that you're feeling about this because you're afraid that your impairment is impacting other people. And yeah. uh, it does. Yeah. And yeah. that's got to be a very important piece of this show that there are times, and I'm going to ask you also, Irene, to ask yourself, why did you make that illegal right turn? I think you're going to be surprised. Well, I have given some thought to it. And okay, I... But forget what you thought. Just ask yourself right in this okay. moment, why did I make that right turn? Is this, an ex- is this really an example of cognitive decline? You said you were in a hurry. That has nothing to do with being smart or feeling like an idiot in that respect. No. What no. was he? Let me just ask you in this second, why did you make that right turn? Did I want to get away with something were I, you aware? Were you were you aware that you were doing something illegal when you did yeah. it? Is yeah. that a yes? Yes. And so you were in full your full mind when yeah, you made I mean, that you know, choice. I was in a moving car, and and you know it was a split second decision about waiting in a line that was slow are moving over to where I could go more quickly. Okay. But you made a, the right turn, like at a stop or something, where you weren't allowed to it stop sign? It was off the shoulder. It was, there's a, 
it's a funny intersection that has a very wide shoulder. Okay. And so you can make the right turn from the shoulder. Right, but you're not supposed to. Right. Right, okay. So ask me, uh, ask me directly, did, were you trying to get away with something? Was I trying to get away with something? No. No, I thought I was smarter than the other people who were waiting in the long That's line. right. You were trying to prove that you were smarter than the other people. Yes. <laughs> ah, ah, uh, that's it. That oh, my God. You. Oh, so my God. That's why I feel I'm such an idiot. Yes. Yes. I love yeah. it. Got it. You go. showed them. Uh, Irene, yeah, because I did. We, have, yeah. we have other callers on the line, but I'm so glad yeah. that you called in because I'm sure there's other people who can identify with that. So thank you for calling. All right. We are going to take a a commercial break. And when we come back, we have a couple of callers on the line. So do not go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out, where we're talking about feeling like an idiot, being an idiot, what is an idiot, how we really are idiots, and how some of us are declining idiots. And our next caller is Rose from California. Hi, Rose. Welcome. Hi, Beth. How are you doing? Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, Yeah, the topics made me think about how I feel about the word idiot, and um, I I rarely use that word. If I use it, it's very cheeky, like idiot. Um, And so I think when I think about the shame I have around my intelligence level, um, 
it, it's a different word. It's about the intelligence level. It's about, you know, not being academic. It's, it's that kind of thing. And um, I was noticing that I think I have a pattern when I do feel the shame of my level of intelligence that I, I make the thing that's being presented unimportant. Mm. Oh, yes. You mean like if you can't understand it, it's not important? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and that's a good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I don't have to really work on it, you know. <laughs> that's right. Right? Absolutely. Um, makes, <laughs> makes sense to me. That, that fits very well with the show we had last week about how do you feel when you listen to the news. Overwhelmed, so I'll keep my eyes closed and pretend it isn't happening. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about that. But I was also... Um, ignited by your uh, comment about how, you know, you grew up with the culture that really praised, you know, your intelligence, and that was the opposite, probably, in my my world. My mom, uh, I'm not sure she even graduated high school, and so that piece wasn't particularly valued, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that the idea of going into any sort of depth of intelligent kind of conversations at dinner um, would have been a separator. Mm. Uh, Rose, I've got to stop you. i got to stop yeah. you because I have to go back to what you said about your that intelligence was not valued in your family and that your mother, she may not have finished high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the immediate thought is, well, my mother had a, got a commercial diploma. In other words, she finished high school in typing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, in secretarial work. And my father didn't finish high school. He left high school in the 10th uh, grade to support his family. Mm-hmm. There was no, there wasn't any education among my, you know, in my parents. But there was a, um, you know, there, there's a tradition of admiration for learning in the Jewish culture that has to do with the religion itself. So mm-hmm. there's some of that. But there's also a sense that education and hopefully intelligence too, supposedly going hand in hand at times, uh, will help you out of poverty. Because if you could become a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, a teacher or, or whatever, uh, a, a marriage and family therapist, that you will not have to be uh, flipping hamburgers at, uh, you know, a fast food chain for the rest of your life. And so I'm going to challenge you because I had a feeling when you said that, that that was not entirely true. true. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was just uh, doing a book study that uh, helped me look at my relationship sort of to this just two nights ago. And I'd say you're absolutely right. My mom did value and want for me more than more for me, you know, like commonly, you want more for your children than you oh, have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure that was very much there. Yeah. So what is your real question? Why do I separate around this issue? Uh, why do you do what around this issue? It's not separate. Why do I go dumb? <laughs> well, let me ask you. Are you, do you go dumb or are you dumb? I, I think I'm pretty dumb sometimes. 
Okay. So what are you really telling us? That I'm normal? (laughs) No. You're telling us that you're dumb. Okay. I'm dumb. Okay. And how does it make you feel to say that? I mean, you know, we're using the word dumb, right? By the Mm -hmm. way, idiot is, as it happens, a word that refers to a low intelligence score. And it's not used anymore. It's kind of an antiquated way of talking about people who are actually impaired and will never get beyond, you know, a certain age level in their brain development. But as I say, that you that word isn't used uh, anymore, and it's just kind of a, a slur. So uh, in, in essence, that is exactly what you're saying about yourself, is that you're an idiot, uh, that you're slow, and how do you feel about that? I feel pretty sad in this moment. Yeah. So there it is. So it's when you are uh, confronted with something that is hard for you to absorb. First of all, you get more anxious, which means it's even harder for you to absorb it. Because mm-hmm. I know that when I'm anxious, I, I'm not absorbing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just overwhelmed with the feelings of anxiety. And um, so that's part of it. And, and, and then part of it is that when you're confronted with something that's difficult for you to understand, you feel dumb and you can't stand the pain. So what's happening is you try to run away from the stimulus that you're associating with that pain. Mm-hmm. Now, supposing you were to acknowledge, and uh, well, you're using the word dumb, I, 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 we could, if you know, under other circumstances, really get into, well, what exactly do you mean that you're dumb? Uh, but why don't we just very, very quickly sum up what you mean by you're dumb. You process slowly? Yeah, I what? process slowly. I, I can't take in. I, I uh, Literally, words don't seem like I can understand, and it sounds like somebody's talking in another language to me. Sometimes I can't read yeah. words on the page. Yeah. yeah. So you, you have difficulty taking in information and processing it. Yes. And is that something that makes you feel anxious about your survival in the world? Sure. So take a deep breath. So let's say underneath the embarrassment and the shame about being, quote, dumb, is the acknowledgement that in this world, those people who cannot process information fairly quickly are very vulnerable. Yeah. And you feel afraid for your survival. So which is the bigger emotion? The embarrassment about being dumb or the fear of your survival? The fear of my survival. Exactly. So there it is. And that is so much the case for so many of us, Rose, is that whether we have always had cognitive uh, impairments and problems which everybody has in one way or another, I don't care what age you are, or whether you're a person who's in declining uh, mental capacities, you feel more and more and more vulnerable. And when you feel vulnerable uh, about something about yourself, do you have a tendency to talk about it? Or do you want to hide it? Um... (laughs) 
Go ahead and answer for me. The answer is you want to hide it. Because Mm -hmm. let's say you're uh, standing in front of a a bear. So do they tell you in the bear survival guide, act really weak? (laughs) No, they tell you, look strong, stand straight. If you're facing a cougar or a bear, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. And I don't think any bear is really going to be convinced that I'm any kind of a match. But anyway, um, there it is. It's like telling a person who is standing there in front of a bear to, to tell the bear, gee, I'm weak, eat me. See, understand this is very primal. Mm-hmm. So if you have had experiences in... Uh, again, I'd like to invite you to do this after we hang out because I, I have two, a couple of other callers that I want to address. Sure. But when you get off the phone, I want you to ask yourself, what situations did I really feel threatened because I could not think fast enough to deal with it and acknowledge that there is a foundation for your fear? Mm-hmm. And that it's understandable that you feel fear and that it takes a tremendous amount of spiritual maturity to be able to see the world not only as a scary place where there's, you know, bears and lions and tigers and they're all going to eat you up, but also see, you know, not everybody is like that. And there are people there who are ready to help me if I don't get defensive and I'm not hiding and I'm not pretending, and I'm not getting angry at them, saying they're talking too fast or whatever it is, that there is places where I am safe enough to reveal that I don't understand this. And yes, they may even have a judgment, because we're all acknowledging that sometimes we have judgments, but you're much more likely to get the help you need if you recognize that what's happening to you is fear-based. And of course, as you feel the fear of not being able to understand something, which makes you feel more vulnerable, then you become more anxious and then you become even dumber Mm -hmm. because the anxiety makes you less capable of understanding. So I have to let you go with that, Rose, but did you get the basic idea? I I totally, I did, and you brought me all the way back to at least not crying and smiling. I I thank you for restoring my myself to uh, feel the support that is out there. I appreciate that. That is wonderful. Thank you so much for calling. And our next caller is Elizabeth. Elizabeth, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, It is so, so fitting. I was really touched by what the work that just happened uh, with Rose that you helped her with. Um, I really relate to that. Um, I mean, for me, I, what I notice where I turn into an idiot or go dumb is in situations where it's like if, if I have to confront someone mm-hmm. uh, um, and if there's anger, if they're angry at me or angry, um, I mm-hmm. just go stupid. I just go mm-hmm. blank and I freeze like deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think you have a question about that. Are you still there, Elizabeth? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, so do I really go dumb or am I protecting myself? So you want to know whether you go dumb because you really are dumb or because mm-hmm. you're afraid of the fear. 
afraid, uh, of, the afraid of the anger. Afraid of the anger. You see, that was a moment. That was a moment. See, I said afraid of the fear instead of saying afraid of the anger. Okay. Is you want to know, what, are, you, are you really that dumb or are you just freezing? Yeah. Am I, am I, am I that dumb? <laughs> or, or am I just, I mean, I just. Well, uh, you know, I think that that question really is a great follow up from what Rose uh, just went through. Because if you look at what we found with Rose is that both are true. That she does not process information quickly, but when she feels threatened, it's that she will process that information even slower. And that's a reality that happens to very, very, very many people. That under stress, I always said, when under stress we become stupid. And so... Let's say in your own uh, cognitive capacities, you could process information at 40 miles an, an, an hour, right? But then mm-hmm. when you're stressed, you can, you know, your brain starts shutting down because your whole being starts going into survival mode. It's like you're, you're um, refocusing your energy on how am I going to protect myself from this threat, and mm-hmm. what happens when the energy is going into protecting yourself from a threat? It's leaving your brain. Now, I'm yeah. not telling you that I am giving you the right uh, explanation from a medical perspective. I'm just telling you what it feels like on the yeah. inside. Is that well, you're whole, like to me. <laughs> okay. So you're going into fight or flight mode, right? And so the energy is leaving your brain and going into... The how am I going to get out of the situation? And at that point, your brain is starving. So now what I can suggest to you is that since it is, yes, you probably started out with being a 40, but even if you were a 60 mile per hour person, if you feel threatened, it's still going to cut down on your capacity. So mm-hmm. what, what I think I would like to suggest to you, Elizabeth, and I, this is so true for all of us, is you know how to relax. Breathe deeply, uh, listen to music, take a walk, whatever. When you feel mm-hmm. yourself going into that mode that your brain is shutting down because your energy is being diverted to survival, get out of the situation if you can. And t- say, you know, I really want to talk about this, but I really need to take a break or take a walk. Do some deep breathing, or if you can't leave, do some deep breathing. What you want to do is bring the oxygen back into your head and bring your body into a state of relaxation so you're not feeling so threatened, though you're not needing to run away. And do what it takes to do that. Mm. Okay. Okay, so I hope that that's helpful. Yes, thank you. Is there anything else? No. No, I think that's all that I can share with you now. We have a couple of other callers, but I'm very glad that you called with this question because uh, we all go through this. And you see, just to remember, it's okay to acknowledge both. It's normal that you would shut down. And however you process, however quickly or slowly you process information doesn't matter. It's not shameful. It's what is. 
it's like mm-hmm. you know some of us weigh a hundred pounds and some some of us uh, weigh two hundred pounds and you know some of us are five foot one and some of us are six foot ten right and you you don't judge that it's just this is what it is the the capacity you have to think at whatever rate you you think is the capacity you have it's whatever it's it came from your genetics it may have been also your your training it may have had something to do with the anxiety you had as a child but it doesn't make any difference it's a given once you have that the real question is how are you going to maximize what you've got and by the way, I'd like to mention one more thing before I hang up. And we are going to go to commercial break. And then when we come back, we have a couple more callers. But I'd like to say to everybody that just because you process slowly does not make you stupid. It doesn't mean you can't process the information. It just means it takes you time. So if we're not embarrassed about that, then we do the same thing that I'm suggesting that we do about the fear. If you know that you go into fear, do what you can to get relaxed. If you know that you process slowly, then make that okay and give yourself the time to process. Hmm. Do you see what I mean? It's living with reality. And what, you're, what we're trying to do is, how do I maximize the brain power that I do have rather mm-hmm. than beat myself up for what I can't do? So thank you so much for your call. And now we're going to go to commercial break. But don't go away because we'll be back in a minute or so with more questions about being an idiot, feeling like an idiot, what to do about it. Thank you, Beth and Jane. Thank you, Elizabeth. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. 
We have three more callers that I would really like to take before the end of the show, and I don't think we're going to have time for any more after that. But I want to remind you, if you look on the right side of our host page, at those links on the right side, I don't know, some of you have probably never looked at those links. Well, there's something called the Inside Out Forum, and there's a call that you can get on on Thursday morning, specific time it's morning, and there is a... uh, a blog that you can join in at any time and continue this conversation. So even if you can't get in to call me today, please continue this conversation. I know this is ringing a lot of bells for a lot of people. So our next caller is Helen. Helen, welcome. Thank you. Um, I don't really know what to say. I am such an idiot. I could talk about a hundred ways that I'm an idiot um, what is related, your I question? Think, yeah. I think are related the most to Irene mm. in feeling that my, and, and to the others, in feeling that my survival has depended on proving that I was smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm confronting that and more comfortable being in the not knowing and not having to try to, you know, prove I'm smarter than my husband. That's been a painful thing that I've done. You know, I'd like to ask you a question because I think that, uh, you know, it's coming to me to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is what do you think you have lost by trying to prove that you're smarter than other people? Connection. Mm-hmm. And, and not to mention a realistic perspective of my own ability and what about help? Help. Oh, definitely. That's the one that really strikes me. That when we're trying to prove how smart we are, we don't want other people to be smarter or even as smart, which means that we can't get any help from them. Yeah. So I'm glad you you know that you called Helen because I'd like to ask other people in our our listenership right now to take a moment and ask yourself, have you tried to prove that you're smarter than you are? And how much help have you lost in the process? (sighs) Let's just take a moment. Oh, my God. Very painful. That is very painful. Bless you and thank you for calling. Thank you very much. And our next caller is Anne from California. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Anne. I'm in the car. Hi. I hope I'm in the car. I hope you can hear me okay. Um, I, I really related to just what Helen just said. I could really feel that in me, the, the lack of help that I've lost. I mean, the help that I've lost from trying to look smarter than other people and, um, it's so funny because it's ironic because I'm a teacher and I feel like I, I'm so patient with other people who are learning, but mm. I'm so critical of myself and I've never really understood why I'm so, it's so embarrassing for me to admit that I don't know something or that I've made a mistake. Like part of the reason why I don't call into this show, I was just thinking about it, I don't call in very often because I think I don't, it's about asking questions and and admitting, you know, that you're messed up and you don't understand yourself or whatever it is. That might not always be why people call, but just that's maybe how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would just like to understand a little better why I... Like, how, why I you just, 
I think that's an excellent question. And I think we're going to get some kind of an answer because you're asking for help here. (laughs) Okay. So I know we don't have a lot of time left on the show, so I can't do like a deep relaxation process and try to bring you into your past. But I'm going to ask you this question and just see what pops into your head and I'll help you, which Mm -hmm. is who were you trying to look smarter than when you were growing up? Um, my I did mother? not expect that question to come out of my mouth, by the way. I thought it was going to be something else. <laughs> but that's what Either came my, out. So, My mother or my brother? I don't know. Well, go inside and ask yourself which it was. Mm. My mother? Nope. I think it's your brother. It was I think my brother? You, I think I, so. I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you, his nickname for me was Dummy. As it went Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and that's always been like the joke, supposedly, you know, he still says it. Um, but I that is so that painful. Was, yeah, it was hard, you know. Um, but I am four years younger than he is, you know. <laughs> I know. I understand totally. I had an older brother. So, Anne, this is what I want to say to you because I I think this is so great that you're asking this question and you're asking it now because we've been talking about when we got praise for being smart or thought we were going to get ahead for being smart and how that makes it difficult for us to acknowledge when we're not. But you're showing us the other side. And which is part of why it's so painful to acknowledge that we are idiots or don't understand something or can't process that information quickly. Because supposing we have an association that the acknowledgement of that reality is going to get us abused emotionally. Oh, yeah. How are you going to feel good about that? Oh, my God, that makes so much sense, because it's so funny, because this morning, I, now I help me understand my trigger, because this morning, I went to work, or a meeting at school, and everyone was saying, what did you think of the, there was a new painting outside the school, and they're like, I was like, oh, I didn't see it, and they're like, how did you not see it, there was like this whole attack in my mind, how did you not see it, how did you not see it, and then I went outside, and I realized I parked in a different area, like, I didn't pass it, oh. you know, but I wanted them to know, like, I wasn't stupid, I did not see it, like, I just wasn't yeah. parked in that and I laughed right. about it, but I also, like, I felt like that, now that I used to talk about my brother, it was the same feeling of, like, you're so dumb, how did you not know that, you know? And yes. So silly, but I guess that's where it comes from. Okay. No, it's not silly. It's so critical. It's so important to talk about that and realize that just like we have put other people down uh, because we needed to feel better about ourselves... And we thought that was the way to do it. Other people have put us down and in order to make themselves feel better. And so the only thing that you can do is say, it's okay that I was dumb or immature or didn't see things. It really didn't matter. And I'm, I really have compassion for my brother that he was so full of self-loathing that he felt the need to put me down. Yeah, and take a deep breath and I'd love everybody who's listening to the show now to think about that either where they're the ones who are putting other people down or other people putting them down to realize that ultimately it's a defense you know it's a defense mechanism that they had that they did not have enough 
self-esteem, self-love, whatever it is, to be loving towards you. And this is one of the great things that can happen to us as we age, that we can develop more and more of an understanding of these things. And we can start having more and more compassion for ourselves and other people. And so when we do something, like as far as I'm concerned, I could easily have been the one who went right past the painting and didn't see it at all. And I've always been that way. And yeah, I, I that way too. That's why I wasn't huh? sure. <laughs> so yeah. I, I like to laugh about it. I will come immediately. I'll come in and say, "Whoa, you can't believe what I, I didn't see that." So anyway, honey, I gotta go. I've got one more caller and a couple of minutes to close. So bless you. So glad that you called. That's great. Thank you. Appreciate okay, and the last caller is Todd, and we only have like. A minute and a half for you, Todd, but I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say after all that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to take in everyone, what everyone said so I could be on. I'm like, maybe she won't call on me. <laughs> you are on, though. Where I've been an idiot or how much. <laughs> oh, my. But um, I was walking over. I'm. It's kind of, uh, let me see. I'm trying to get to this in a minute and a half. I think I'd like to, um, when I feel stupid, I either usually blame someone else yes, or just get really mad, um, and usually at the other person, so I don't have to really look at myself, and I think that's, I'd like to change that. I mean, I just think it's so corrosive, you know. It sure is. Well, you have an, obviously an association of uh, feeling stupid and being small. Yeah. And yeah. uh, because no, other feeling like I feel like I'm like you know about three inches tall. When, right. When I do or I now stupid, I'm going to I'm just going to really try to push this along because we sure. have so little time left. Todd, when you feel like you're exposed as being stupid, how old do you feel? Mm, two or three, maybe. Okay, yeah. it's two. It's two years old. You feel like you're two years old. Mm I am going to, I think the problem is you feel like you're two and you're trying to prove that you're not. Yeah. So uh, that's why you do that. I I am out of time today, but what I would like you to do is to think about or go into your intuitive self and ask yourself, what happened when I was two that this experience is bringing back to me and okay. what am and how am I being a two-year-old trying to prove that it isn't true right okay. so I really suggest I think it's going to help you a lot okay all That's right wonderful. Well, thank you so much thank you Todd so uh, yeah. James we are almost out of time and could you please tell us about next week's show yes our next show is on what is your greatest fear and why we all have fear. What's yours? Losing love, money, or security? Are you afraid of people because they seem selfish or hurtful? Do you fear failing, getting old, or dying? Are you afraid to walk in your neighborhood, go home to an abusive spouse or a parent? Uh, are you concerned about the decline in your health or your mind? Uh, life can be scary, and it's always unpredictable. We are vulnerable. So let's not be alone in this. Uh, let's support one another. So please call in, uh, tune in, ask for help. And uh, we'll see what we can do together. Let's support one another. Don't be alone with your fear. Don't stuff it and don't be dominated by it. Join us. And now a final word from Beth. 
Thank you so much, James. I First, I want to thank our callers, each and every one. I'm sorry I didn't have more time for each one of you. Uh, this was a very vulnerable topic, and I hope that you guys will be calling in again about fear, because the fear, feeling like an idiot, they have something in common, don't they? You know, one is fear of survival, but also that feeling of vulnerability to even talk about these topics. And I so admire and appreciate my callers who are willing to let it all hang out so that you guys in the listening audience, too, can get the benefit of what other people are experiencing. And and let's together get out of shame just by revealing it to one another and starting to get into the depth of it. You know, when you start looking into something and looking under something, you start understanding it, and it doesn't seem so scary anymore. I appreciate that. That's the value of Inside Out. So do our Inside Out forum. And we have a retreat coming up this September. I want you to go to my website, bethgreen.org. Look at the retreat. You can even do it online and find out all the support that's available to you. Thank you. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.